It's an Aretha Franklin song, isn't it? <laughs> change, change, change. Bust on those chains. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Welcome to the Noise Podcast, sponsored by Stereo Brain Records and brought to you as part of the Noise Podcast Network. Chris and Sam are back in episode 119. Ignore Chris when he says episode 118. He is uh, entirely wrong and a little bit rusty. Uh, the lads are back reviewing the new In Flames record. Don't forget you can follow the Noise Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Noise Podcast Network. You can find the website on most social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Noise UK and follow all of the things that we're doing outside of the podcast there as well. We'll have our regular commencement of shows coming back to you in the next couple of months throughout the year, uh, as well as some amazing additions that we've got planned as well. So keep tuned for that. We're on YouTube and all streaming platforms, and please don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share. Every little goes a long way. Enjoy the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 118 of the Noise Podcast, part of the Noise Podcast Network and brought to you by noise.co.uk. I am your host, slash your boy, Chris Pugh, and I'm joined, as ever, and once again, by a very good friend and Mr. Cynical himself, Samuel Lewis. Mate, how are we? We're not too bad. We're not too bad. We've started the year pretty well. It's good to be back on this, though. Almost felt I weird. So I had to, dust, had to dust off some of the microphone and sort of like those spiders cobwebs under my chair and everything. It was nice. It was nice to get back on it. Yeah, man, first one of these in a while. In fact, I believe the last proper episode was actually me and Jack doing Dayseeker's album. I don't think me and you have done a podcast together since we reviewed Slipknot's uh, latest album, The End So Far. We were doing Lamb of Gods, and if you remember, Lamb yeah, of Gods review out. cut out on us halfway through, which was a painful, painful experience. In fact, it wasn't even halfway through. It was like we were like nine-tenths of the way through the episode, and the recording just completely disappeared. Uh, man, that was painful. Um so, yeah, this is the first time me and you have sat down to review an album in, let's say, four months. But that's not the only thing that Noise has been doing. I want to congratulate you, mate, on the first thing on the podcast for the way you hosted uh, the Noise Meets Bangers and Mosh Crew. Uh, oh, that's really nice year, Noisy quiz, man. Uh, that was amazing, man. I thought you did such a brilliant job. Um, I was, for those listening, I was originally uh, down to host it. Uh, I was incredibly, incredibly ill. Uh, on on that over that weekend, it would have been a terrible, terrible idea for me to even attempt the three-hour train to Cardiff to record an episode, and then the three-hour train back the next day. That would have just been a heinous experience. But you didn't. Who needed me, man? You absolutely smashed it, man. So proud of you. Oh, you're too kind. I just tried to do a good Chris impression, and then it sort of all came out. I became funny and charismatic very quickly. Um, I also had an awful train journey back. It makes you feel better. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, because we went, we went straight out afterwards, and I had to leave my bag in Jack's car. Watched France beat England in Cardiff, which yeah. I don't know if anyone listens to this knows. Not fan of the English, the uh, the the Welsh. So that was kind of uh, uh, an interesting experience. By interesting, I mean soul crushing in the worst possible way. And then wearing the same clothes as the day before, I had to get a train back very hungover bag on chest just hating <sighs> life hating big life. sting 
the the big sting, mate. The big sting. Man, um, less about us and more about what we actually do. Uh, for that, this this might be the first time you've ever heard us. Uh, we're rocking out a podcast. <laughs> Uh, we're sponsored by Stereo Brain Records. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Noise Podcast slash at Noise UK if you want to follow the general website handle. And the best way to support us is by liking, subscribing, or following, depending on whichever service you use. As you can see by the title of this episode today, uh, we are going to talk about the new In Flames record, Foregone. Now, Sam, uh, usually we do the big contextual discussion, that kind of thing. Don't really think that's going to be massively necessary for In Flames. The same as way, the same when we recorded the Slipknot review. I kind of feel like if you're listening to this, you already know a fair bit about In Flames, and you don't need me and Sam to speak about them for 15 minutes. So, Sam, I, I think we should just get straight into this record. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, if you've clicked on an In Flames review that has like 200 views, I'm going to guess you're a big In Flames fan. Yeah. So, first of all, you know thank you I mean? for that. 201 yeah, views I'm, means a lot imagine, to me. Imagine cycling for the first 17 reviews to find ours. <laughs> you, you, you're the you're really, definitely you're really interested in Flames. And then you click on us, and then it's like, In Flames formed in 2003. And it's like, what the fuck is reading the Wikipedia article? Out? No wonder it's got <laughs> only nine people are watching this at the same time. Like, I completely understand. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, that's that question. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Let's go. Um, in Foregone is a Swedish Metal Giant's 14th Lord studio record and a follow-up to 2019's Either Mask. It's out on February 10th for your Nuclear Blast record. Sam, we literally just said we're not going to do a big contextual discussion, but I am just curious, uh, before we start this review, uh, where you think In Flames fit into metal in 2022? Because I'm not sure I'd refer to them as like a classic legacy act uh, at no. this point. Um, but they're also a really sizable historic band. So I'm just curious where exactly they fit on the scales. You know, me and you have this kind of ranking order of metal bands, like the A-listers is like Metallica, Iron Maiden, etc., And then the B-list is like Machine Head, Trivium. I'm not sure if Ian Flames fit into that because historically they're like a really great metal band, but also we wouldn't put them in the a list but we're not going to call them a legacy band so for you where did i kind of fit into metal in 2022 i think that's a that's a really good question um i was listening to this um this pod the other day and they were talking about where um like athletes fit into the same kind of question and this this guy came with this this really interesting point and he's like if you're doing the hall of fame for um a sport can you tell the story of the sport without that player can right, the events yeah. be told without them? And yeah, uh, so I'd tell. like to I'd like to apply that to, to In Flames here. Can you tell the story of metal without In Flames? And I would say no. I, I would say that they, they were really impactful on this second wave of metal core. And yeah, yeah. a really bit a really big turning point for that mid-2000s metal scene, without which we might not have had the same type of reignition. Now, like you say, am I gonna say in flames? Iron Maiden, Metallica, of course not. Am I going to say Trivium, Avenged Sevenfold, Parkway Drive, In Flames? Now, there's someone already listening to this, the In Flames fan that found us. He's probably screaming absolutely yes, and I could accept that. You can talk me into that they are... It's Even the phrase second tier sounds really disrespectful, doesn't it? But mm-hmm. if you, you can talk me into anywhere from second or third category of metal uh, because for me I see in flames as kind of like corn so corn are incredibly important for the furthering of a genre 
Uh, do I consider Corny absolutely stadium selling metal band? No. Do I consider really Corn a hugely needle turning a metal band in 2022? Perhaps not. In the same way that with In Flames, again, I do really like In Flames. Um, but we had this conversation before about bands like Cannibal Corpse and Carcass. I know what I'm going to get, really. I know what kind of things I'm expecting. And I'm also expecting even the best, like the best version of an In Flames record is like that In Flames record's really good, but it's not going to be like, you know what changed or defined 2023, the new In Flames record. It's not mm. that there's, it's a low, it's a high floor for In Flames. I think because of their quality, they can't get lower than being just like a good album from a good band that's already important and everything. You know what I mean? Like they can't tarnish their own legacy or reputation. So I'd put them in that second, maybe top of third tier, like second tier. I'd need to like draw like, uh, categories or like get a pyramid out or something and really figure it out but if you say we've we've talked about the Mount Rushmore and then then you got bands like Lamb of God Slayer are they as big as those are they as impactful as those probably not but then we're down to like are they as impactful of Trivium probably more so really yeah did they, yeah, did, yeah. They, did they move the genre forward more than Trivium they probably have can you tell the story of metal more for Inflames and Trivium I think you can so historically they've got a lot of clout but again, you ask me, like the new Trivium album's coming out in a year or so. I'm definitely more excited for that. And I think that's going to be more impactful. So in a long rambling way of answering your question that I could have done in about three seconds, I'm going to say it's sec- bottom of second tier, top of third. And I also want us to think of In Flames as a really important act in the last 30 years of metal, really. Just, just before we progress into this review, there's there's a point I wanted to make from a, a really apt comparison you just made there between Corn and In Flames. Because Corn and In Flames aren't moving the needle now, but they certainly have. Like, Follow the Leader definitely moved the needle. And Clay, yeah. man, by In Flames like, definitely like, moved the needle. Come Clarity as well. Come Clarity. Yeah, yeah. Like 2006. And that's really yeah. impactful for that particular genre at that particular time. So, as we progress into this review, the, there's something I really feel like I should make clear for any kind of inflamed super fan uh, that's listening here. Uh, Clayman Colony and Come Clarity, the only inflamed records I'm really familiar with. So, I can't really speak for their quality post 2006 up to this point. So, really, for me, after 2006, there's like a 16 year gap for me. Oh, this is a Come Clarity, and then it's bang straight to Foregone, which is kind of unusual. But I suppose, you know, Inflames aren't a band I caught on with right away. Inflames are a band I've kind of gone back to and listened to because of their popularity and I thought right we, I've searched oh which Inflames albums should I hear and they generally talk about Climb and Colony and Come Clarity and they are three great records by the way and so those are the three that I've focused on I've not heard any other uh, record by Inflames but the first thing I want to talk about Sam before we fully get into the uh, review uh, produced by Howard Benson who's worked with My Chemical Romance and Three Days Grace now the second I saw that Sam I wondered immediately Concern. what exactly. Well, uh, more bemusement because Come Clarity was the last thing I heard for, from them, and I I would have never guessed that they'd be working with someone who's worked with Three Days Grace and My Chemical Romance after hearing Come Clarity. So I was quite fascinated there. And Sam, I've got to say, this album very much was thematically a surprise to me because of the clean chorus sections, the at times 
hard rock bravado that the record brings with it. But let's just talk about what we think about the album immediately. I think this is really, really good. I I really, really enjoy listening to this album. I'm really into it. Yeah, I um I had two reviews prepared for this. So and both of them came after the record before you sarcastic. Um <laughs> but the first time I heard it, as usual, my initial reaction was like, is this great? I'm not sure it's great. It's pretty good, but it's not great. And then I listened to it yesterday and it really grew on me. Yeah. Um like which for someone like myself who you tends to take about a minute and a half to make a judgment and then argues it to the death like I've had it my entire life. Um, It was nice for an album to sort of grow on me in this kind of way. Uh, I agree with you that it's a little lighter than I expected. I mean, um, I'm just going to double check the name. Uh, You might correct me even quicker because there's a ballad on this, isn't there? Yeah, Um, which was fascinating. there's 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 a ballad on this and... I believe it is. It's not the Great Deceiver. It's uh, a little bit before that. Is it bleeding out? Yes. Um, and that was like surprising. And I, I, the moment, the moment I got into this album, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought few general, few general points. I think the album gets better as it goes along. Um, I think. Oh I think really? Actually, I'm amazed you yeah. don't like State of Slow Decay. No, I like it. I just think I'm really into the Deceiver, bro. I think the Deceiver's amazing. I think it's an amazing song. And kind of like, if you were asking me to mentally piece together what I hoped this album sounded like, the Deceiver's kind of everything I wanted because it's got um, that fast-paced metalcore stuff. The The transition riffs are so nice here. The way they're just able to, 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 to shift from one section of riff work to the other. The guitar works really tight and solid. It maintains a chorus where it doesn't slow down and do big group gang vocals and big melodic type stuff. It kind of keeps it fast paced. And I really enjoyed that. Um, now I like, I like Meet Your Maker a lot. I think Meet Your Maker is really intense and guttural. The blueprints punishing and stuff like that. But like, yeah, as, as it actually goes on, like the two part four gone, which I think is great. Uh, the Great Deceiver and the groove on In the Dark, that triplicate in the middle is a real highlight for me. Um, second two, every time this flits to an acoustic guitar, every mm. moment where there's acoustic in this, I'm like, this is amazing. The introduction yeah, yeah. of this was Beautiful. gorgeous, absolutely Beautiful. gorgeous. There's an acoustic section in the middle of In the Dark where it conta- continues that kind of half beat, kind of dun, 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 kind of like groove. And it does it in like this medieval classic way. Give me that all over the shop. Like I'm a sucker for a few things. I'm a sucker for clean guitar in metal, acoustic guitar in metal when it's done properly, and then building back to those big harmonies and stuff. I know it sounds really odd, but I actually was surprised by the technicality of the guitar work because I never associated in flames with the the guitar wizardry. Now I knew that it was metalcore. But I always saw them as a band where it's big choruses and there's like a high-pitched riff in the background. But I never mentally saw them as the band that has um, extended guitar solos or like that type of progressive type stuff. Now, like you, my experience with In Flames pretty much ended at the turn of the decade in 2010, really. And because when I was reading Metal Hammer, Metal Hammer loved them. And 2007, 8, 9, they were massive in. And that, that kind of restructured. So... Maybe they've they've grown more progressive, but what I what I came away from this album thinking is they're a really talented group of people still. 
It's really well mixed and recorded. There's three or four songs in this that I consider legitimately really good and what at least one that I consider really great. And for a 14th album, a band that's in their third decade as a group, for an In Flames fan, I, I'm not really sure that you can ask for much more here. There's moments in this where I'm like, is this is this like a 90% as good as last At The Gates record? Like it was kind of in that category for me. Well, just bridging off what you mentioned there, uh, Chris Broderick uh, is in the band now from uh, previously of Megadeth. So that, that explains idea a lot because of... Chris Broderick is a bad boy. He is indeed the boy that's bad. Um, <laughs> and and, and, that be and, um, <laughs> and so again, uh, just looking off what you said, uh, for me, coming listening to this from an elitist album I heard prior to his Come Clarity, this was like like a shotgun to the face in terms of surprise for me. Like when when I heard the acoustic opening, the beginning of all things that will end, that, as you mentioned, stunning by the way. Mm. And then as as uh, the state of slow decay started, I was like, are they about to do a chorus? And then Bryce Paul, who's the backing vocalist, great by the way, beautiful voice on him. He comes in for this beautiful chorus on Status Side of Decay, and I was like, "Wow!" I, I was—I didn't see this coming like at all. But the producer, being Howard Benson of My Coca Romance and Three Days Grace, previously kind of alluded to that, but I didn't think it'd be like this. And I think there's some real, real, like beautiful skyscraping choruses in this song. You mentioned like Bleeding Out as like the surprising. Wow, is this kind of a ballad? I think that's a great song. I do that unusual church organ sound. Uh, surrounding the kind of power metal stomp that opens the song. Uh, kind of worried about where he was going to go at first, but then it comes into this like, minimal, minimalistic kind of technical riff and it completely shifts the tempo. I, I feel like we're going to talk about Bryce Paul, the backing vocalist, um, a fair amount in this review, but really I don't want to take anything away from um, Anders Freuden, uh, the lead vocalist, who still puts an absolute shift in. I mean, I mean, really, he he still got that patented growl that really comes out on and uh, the transmission. He's kind of raking scream, really kind of uh, comes to fruition in that song, and it, it just reminds you of everything that was great about Clay Man and Colony and um, Come Clarity. I really like a dialogue in B flat minor as well. Uh, it's one of the most in, it's, it's probably got the most interesting start to, start to a song on the record it's got this kind of hopscotch leaping riff that floats around a really nice technical beat from uh, Tanner Wayne the drummer who puts a tremendous shift on this album uh, in by the way um, it's unusual uh, for you to hear and just take a quote unquote backseat on an In Flames record because you're so used to him especially me from what I'd heard of In Flames before being central to the sound but a dialogue in B flat minor is like just it's really good, really good fun. The chorus is infectious. It's light-hearted. There's a nice gradual build-up to the solo in the middle eight. It's just great stuff, man. I, I just can't picture a world where anyone that's not hardened on inflamed mid-2000s at late 90s sound wouldn't really love this. And when, when you listen to In the Dark, did you worry that it might rub some people the wrong way, the way that song sounds? Um... A little. I mean, I quite. I was. I was immediately won over by the rhythm of it, though. Like that kind yeah. of like, dun, 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 like 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 love that. Um, because what what I was what I was impressed with overall is the fact that they. I felt like this album had some versatility. 
like it, there was there's not a blueprint that was really followed every single time and i was impressed that that sort of showed a little bit of that musical um, musical change up but overall with that song in the dark i really liked it um i liked that it was offbeat it's sludgy it was powerful so the deep vocals on this really impressive um and yeah it sort of quite cleverly i think um shifts from a very dark heavy tune to this kind of um, melodic section at the end, but it maintains the rhythm and, and structure of the song in a way. But that doesn't feel like a monumental shift. Um, the transitions here are really well thought out. And the it doesn't feel sort of like, all right, now we're a melodic song again. The way that it shifts, the way that it really feeds into that, I think is really, really impressive. And there's so many parts of this that I thought, well, that could go badly, but they do it quite well. Like there's there's the sections of this that I, I I just really really like like um the the the, the like foregone does it, I don't think needs to be two different songs obviously thematically they're linked in terms of the storytelling of the band but they're they're so different that they feel like they could be completely different songs here and I really really enjoy it um the, there's a riff in the, the the opening portion of the second part of foregone that I think is just absolutely fantastic and then comes into into pure light of mind pure light of mind is the one where i think um where i think people might um express some reservations perhaps yeah but it, that one goes for it man that one uh, definitely goes for the ballad style but, that it goes but, all in man it does uh but to be honest bro i mean it kind of sounded like kill switch engages most recent record it's good isn't it yeah yeah i really enjoyed it i was i, I was li- I was yeah, I was listening to it. I was listening to it last night, and I was like, you know what? I fucking love a metal ballad. I do. Like, I just, <laughs> it's class. Give me a, yeah, mate, give me a good one with like half-time drums and like a big solo and a big chorus. Like, sad. Like, absolutely fine with me. So, I I think they took some musical risks here, um, but they also did the did it in the right way. So. Again, I mean, we feel like we had this conversation ad nauseum, like, but you've got to strike a balance between doing what your fans expect and also stretching out where it doesn't feel like a massive sort of drop off either. And that's a hard balance to strike for so many musicians. And some people misjudge that and just go completely the wrong direction or just get repetitive and stale. And I think they've done a great job here of being like, you'll be familiar with this, but also there's some bits here that feel like steps outside of our comfort zone and dipping our toe in. Now, positive disclaimer from us both. If you, the Flames fan that has discovered this, if you want to pop along in the comments and say, well, actually, in their ninth album and their fourth track, they had a big chorus, or actually, um, they did something similar to this on the last record. Mia culpa, on behalf of us both, we weren't to know. But based on our traditional expectation of Inflames, this feels not only progressive, but quite forward thinking. If I told you this was a, the 14th album of this band, like yeah, Sight Unseen, stunned. doesn't feel like I'll it at stunned. all, does it? It feels nah, really nah. fresh, really energetic. Um, and again, like the theory that, that longevity um, can be, can, can stymie a band's overall music. There's another band here that are, you know that are, that are finding new life in in a in a in a late second decade or an early third decade here, which I think is just 
tremendous. This is a very wholesome way to start the year, I think. Because if this was yeah. rubbish, I'd have been really disappointed. I'd have been like, oh, man, in flames is shit as well. Like, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like, but it's good. It was really enjoyable. Legitimately great. I, I, I mean, parts legitimately great. I think it's a good album. I think this is like a, a B minus. I think that I've got a, on most of my notes here, I've got this motif of constantly mentioning uh, the term rewarding, rewarding. And I think this is a rewarding listen if you stick with it. And Pure Light of Mind, just as one of my final points here before we bring this to a close, Pure Light of Mind really kind of accentuates that point because it it does give way to a grandiose rock song quite early on into the track, Pure Light of Mind does. But if you stick with it, it does turn into this song that is, as you mentioned, really wholesome, really enjoyable, really good fun. I mean, the the ballad lyrics of like "Wave Goodbye with Tearful Eyes," like they're a little bit eye-rolly, and they're like, "Oh, I do grind my teeth a little bit at them." And it is they are that is undoubtedly going to cause some uh, eye rolls, no doubt. But if you just remove yourself from the idea of like, "Oh, in flames," I want to, I want to do come clarity again. If you remove yourself from that mindset. Pure Lot of Mind kind of really sums up the record in the sense of like, again, I don't know whether either Mask was similar to this. I haven't listened to that album, but it was a big surprise to me, this. This album is a bit of a shock to the system, but it's done really well. So what does it really matter? The songs are really good. They're really fun. The clean sections are beautiful. The riffs still go hard. Uh, Anders Freuden still sounds brilliant on his lead vocal sections. It's great. I, I, I really, really enjoyed this album. I'm with you, man. If this would have been a sucker or, or, or a turkey, I'd have been like, oh, well, a way to start the album in flames have disappointed us. Um, but uh, so far, you know, obviously we're early days. The new Catatonia Kat- record is fantastic. Uh, and this um, is probably the uh, second, comfortably the second best album I've heard so far this year. Um, so yeah, really, really, really happy with this man. I think I can't see a world where in flames are uh, in flames like super fans aren't really pleased with this. Really good stuff, man. Yeah, I, I can't help but disagree. I can't help but agree with you, mate. Um, again, it's all about expectations, man. What do you realistically expect from a band at this point? Um, 14th in flames record, you've had 13 albums, some excellent, I imagine, some less than excellent. If you list, if I got you to list the four or five things you wanted, you're getting all of them, bro. Like you're getting the riffs, you're getting some of the the, the instrumentation, you're getting some good choruses, you're getting a band that's alive, right? You're yeah. getting a band that's pushing forward. This is better than I expected, and actually, in parts, more enjoyable to me than some of the earlier in flame stuff because this feels polished. This feels better in that regard. This feels more enjoyable for me. It's a good, really good modern metal record from a really good modern metal band. That's where we're going to draw this uh, episode to a close. For Gone by In Flames is out on February uh, 10th via Nuclear Blast Records. You are going to love it. It's really, really cool. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. A reminder, the best way to support us is by subscribing, liking, or following, depending on whichever service you are using. Any podcast channel that you use, me and Sam will be there. Our Twitter handle is at Noise Podcast. The General Noise website's Twitter handle is at Noise UK. Uh, me and Sam are going to be back with another episode quite soon. Quite a different one to this uh, we're waiting on uh the promo for you meet six's new record uh to come through so quite a diversion from in flames uh, but we're going to be on top of as much uh metal and rock uh, reviews this year as we possibly can be again uh thank you so much for listening it really means a lot to us remember to subscribe follow or like depending on whichever service you are using and we will be back soon thank you very much we love you bye